Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already on this Saturday morning. It is 6.02 here in the Bayou City. Now let's run down Corpus Christi Way. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Cliff Webb, see what he's up to. Cliff, good morning. How's it going? Good morning, Mickey. Oh, hey, I'm, bud. I'm good, man. Doing good, man. I can't believe that the spring breakers will be here in less than a, well, two weeks, I guess. It's going to be an invasion over here. They're, They're coming. coming. Coming, man. I'm <laughs> Things are going to change. <laughs> it's going to be drizzly and rainy while they're here. Then when they leave, it'll be beautiful. That's what it always happens, you know. Isn't that amazing how that works out? Yes, it is, you know, and it's just so crazy out. All the years, it's just really nice before the spring break, and then they get here, it's raining and drizzly, and they leave, and it's beautiful. <laughs> so I don't know what that's about, but that's crazy stuff, man. But uh, we're doing good, Mickey. The weather's just, man, it just hoses this week. The weather just got me hard this week it was tough man just 38 mile an hour south with a little bit of west in it early in the week you know get you some of that (laughs) yeah and then how about that blow out of that norther yeah so i picked a couple days out that you know out of the the week i could fish uh you know it's just a heartbreak because i had some really good i had don this guy that's been fishing the last three times he's fished with me it's blown over 35 the last Goodness. time he came, I swamped my 25-foot boat. I've never taken water over the bow. But last time he came, uh, it, I said, hey, man, let's go all the way in the back and get to the south shore of bat, <laughs> get out of this wind. Well, it was okay until we started coming back. And I said, man, that wasn't really smart. But I was just with him, just, you know, me and him in the boat. And, we, of course, we putted through it. But, God almighty, sure. it was rough. So, <laughs> so uh I get him out early in the week, you know, and, and uh, it's blowing, sustained at 30, gusting to 38, but it's the direction. You know, it's that straight south with a little bit of west. It just rips the entire Laguna Madre, you know, so it's just, uh-huh. and the tide was really low. I couldn't get back in some of those sloughs like I wanted to to get out of the wind. I just couldn't get back there. So the early part of the week was, was tough. The most exciting thing, Don had a, he threw a soft dine, and we're fishing super, super shallow. I mean, probably two foot. And uh, he's up on the bank, and he flipped the soft iron out there, Mickey, and he flipped it one time, and this trout missed it. But this trout came out of the water like two or three feet, the whole body of the trout, seven, maybe oh, seven, boy. seven and a half pounds. It came out of the water, hit the water, and missed the soft iron. His buddy saw it and threw the top water over there, and that fish blew up on that top water, that same fish. 
and then it got off, you know. So that was the only exciting little two-second run we had. Other than that, it was just fish, fish, you know. It just uh, man, that was the only one we got up there. But you know, the grass and the chocolate water just really couldn't, couldn't, you know, the visibility. You just had to really hit them in the head. It was just a tough day. But but then later in the week, I've been sitting. I had the Gunther boys down. You know, the, the two brothers, uh, Bobby yeah. and Chris, which some of my very favorite fishermen, just really good. I fished them for years. You know, had some great days with them and. Every year I try to get them down. They finally got down, and uh, of course the weather's just garbage. They they fished all over the. They, they've been down for a week, and they didn't do any good. You know, a couple of days where they fished with me, and I said, well, you know, this is going to be the day. Friday, they didn't bite Thursday real good. Friday, we're going to get them. You know, so we piled out there yesterday at daybreak, and we stopped fishing last night at 5:30 <laughs> in the afternoon because we're trying to get that major in the afternoon. But you know, Whoa. I knew. Chris and those guys on them, they were going to catch them. You know, it's just a matter of putting them on some fish. And, you know, we had a three and a five. Every, we pop out and we catch maybe four to four to seven fish in a wade. Biggest was five and five pounds, maybe five and a half. And then we get the bait would go down. Okay, man, nothing's happened. Let's make another move. We'd run 40 miles and pile out and one fish here, one fish there. Then go back to the original area and the bait before was moving a little bit. Now it shut down. And to make a long story short, by about 5.30, we had a three-fish flurry. <laughs> we caught three in a row, but other than that, it, we grinded all day. But, man, I had some – it's just – and that's just fishing, you know. Um, just, uh, well, the weather, weather played into it, and plus you're on the backside oh, of a full man. moon, too. A lot of – I have a lot of excuses, but it still yeah. hurts. It still hurts, man. But I just – I fished my butt off. Don't know what else I could do, you know, that uh, – Hopefully next week will be better. I, and they've got this huge tournament going on down in Mansfield next weekend. So uh, we got boats like you've I've seen some boats yesterday. Oh, my God. <laughs> these boats had to be doing over 100. There's a bunch of new ones out now that's got these. You know, they got some 21-foot boats with 500s on them. And Good these Lord. guys are smoking it, man. You, you see the rooster before you see the boat. You look up, and it goes, is that a water spout? No, that's a boat. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a boat throwing. coming. No, no water spout. Yeah, just, Boy, how about hitting a rock at 100 miles an hour? Oh, my God. And I, and I love my tournament guys. are all good. But I just love how they, they don't go anywhere but from zero to 90. If they're going to go a mile, they go from zero to 90. You know, it's just like they hear the dog. And it's just funny to see them. They'll move down the shoreline. They sit at this putt down there. They go 90 miles an hour down there and pull in. But that's just – that's in their blood. That's that that's the competitive spirit that you got to have to be a good fisherman. So, you know, I understand all that. I think my competitive mm. spirit has kind of faded over the last five years or something. I don't know what happened, but it I'm not quite as mad that. at them as I was. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, but, you know, it, it's just different just behind this moon. It was just, it was, I know the fish are there, Mickey. I know the fish are there. I just can't, can't, can't get them going, you know. But, uh, well, they will. I got well, a bunch of my buddies. They're going to come down for a week. They're going to leave tomorrow. And come down there and fish, and I got them a house rented, and they're gonna have good times. They wanted me to come, but I can't get loose and go with them for a couple of days. But oh, they're uh, coming down here. Yeah, they're gonna. I think they're gonna stay down there at you know, Revere Beach, and oh, good, good, and good. That's the that's it. fish out of there. Is, yes, sir. It, it should be good. It just we got blown out of Revere. My guys right now hadn't been doing any good just cause, simply because of weather. But it's right. it's time for that that to pop back there. You know, it is. It's time for it to pop. But I, I heard from one of our old buddies, Roland, yesterday. Man, I finally got heard of Roland. I got to send him some fishing dates. But uh, I always like fishing with Roland every year. So I finally heard from him and want to tell you hello. But 
He's oh, uh, rolling. Got to some dates today. Yeah, I got to send him some dates today. Peter. So I get him in here. He was fun, man. He's a lot of fun to fish with. Yeah, he He's is. He's just a busy man. He's a busy man. God almighty. Yeah, he is. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. He is. He never you know, stops. Some, yeah, it was funny yesterday. We we fishing all along the shore. We, you know, when I probably covered 80, 90 miles in a boat yesterday. Uh. Even on the King Ranch, Kennedy Ranch shoreline, as I'm waiting shorelines, I'm not seeing not a single animal. That is the weirdest thing, how after that rut, everything just disappears on the shoreline. I don't get it. You know, it's just, it happens every year where you see all these bucks and does all over the King Ranch running around all of a sudden. It's just like, there's nothing there. What What are those deer doing, Mickey? I mean, they're all resting the up, man. Is that what it is? They're all snoozing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're, they're chilling right now. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, it's amazing how they just do that. It's nuts. Golly. The bucks uh, are wore thing. out and all the does they're now they're pregnant and they're preparing mm-hmm. for motherhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. You know, in just a, just a little while I'll start hearing the quail and I'll start hearing the turkeys. I'll start, you know, come alive on the, on the shoreline. If there's nothing greater and that's what irritates me about these guys with these stereos, man, like, come on, man, I'm on the shoreline trying to hear the they're turkey. They're missing out. And they're got their, their weight fishing with their stereo wide open and they're 20 feet from the boat. I'm going, dude, at least get two or 300 yards away from the boomers. You know, come on, man. It's like the fish don't like discos, you know, come on. No. Uh, you know. And they, you know, party at night and fish hard during the day. You I don't can listen it, to that man. music all night long. I don't know about this stuff. And so I understand the running and want to listen to the, to the music, whatever, but man, while you're fishing, really, man, what happened to hearing a mullet flip? You can't hear a mullet flip with Led Zeppelin on. I'm sorry. You know, no, anyway, it's no discredit to Led Zeppelin. We all love that, but uh, no, man, <laughs> good yeah. lord! I don't want to hear "Stairway to Heaven" when I'm working the top water, you know. So come no, on. it uh, <laughs> maybe the Lemon Song or something, but surfing music, man. Yeah, there you go. Some yeah, some Beach Boys or something. But anyway, right? <laughs> but it's funny how I'm I'm watching all everything unfold just on you know. Yesterday, I got in at 5.36 o'clock, and the fish cleaner was still cleaning drum. Everybody, all the other oh, guys are Lord. out. They're just, uh, you know, peeling shrimp and fishing the dishes for drum. I think the two or three other guys are out just drumming, you know, and the drum are thick. Boy, them drum, them, them drum are taking a beating right now. They're starting to yes, bite sir. up here now. Our water stabilized above 60, and it's starting to happen. And, boy, sheephead and drum are taking it on the chin right now, buddy. Sir, it's, it's something, man. They, uh. They've been doing a lot of dredging and packery and dredging around, so we'll see how all that unfolds this year with all the dredgings. It's uh, definitely going to affect things. They got the boat ramp there at packery that uh, you can't it, – uh, it's silted in so bad you can't get your boat off the trader at packery, so be really bad to keep it down. Yeah, it's, uh, they're going to try to dredge it out, but, man, they got that – it's silted in really bad on that one ramp. So well, you know, that's bad about, about channels like that. I mean, the current runs so strong, it's just going to – it's going to silt things in like that. Yeah, just like that picture I got uh, last week of Rivera Beach and uh, Leola there, at that ramp was totally dry. You know, that, that was some My super, goodness. super low tides. And yesterday afternoon, that tide came in, Mickey, like you would not believe. Like a It river. did here, too. Could, Same thing. Yeah, you can see it around your legs when you're weight fishing. That's unusual for Laguna Madre. That and is. So that's going to really flush things around. That's really going to pull some stuff around. I like that big tide. You know, I've never you know. fished down there in your part of the country and felt current like that. Never have. No. The only it's time like we it just, you know, the water just comes up, you know. You don't feel it. It, it just is. comes up. 
and that that we were fishing closer to the bridge yesterday. We were trying to get up tight, you know, along Laguna Shores. There was been some uh -huh. fish up really tight, close, and there was a lot of current there. And you know, before we had the opening of Packer, we didn't have that. Uh, and another right. thing we got is oysters, oysters all in the upper lagoon. That's what you were telling me a couple of months ago. Y'all are starting to get some good oysters there. That's awesome. That's it's nuts, man. To see well, you're getting that flow from the Gulf, you know, that right salinity. Let me knock this break out, Cliff. I'll come right back at Perfect. you. Hang on, buddy. All right, you're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 618 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we are back, my friend. Your beach fishing, the, the, all the sheephead and everything showed up on your jetties now? Is it? Are you all catching about a, week a few before? out there. Uh, I'm, the most I've been seeing caught have been in on structure in the bays right now, but that'll all change. I mean, that's fixing to go nuts. Yeah. You know, it's just same thing here. If People there's any left, rocks. my goodness, the last few years I've seen so many <laughs> dead sheep good. head. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, that's amazing, isn't it? But yeah. And it's funny how in Bath and Bay in the old days when the water was super, super clear, just gin clear. So all of a sudden the rocks would be pretty, pretty vacant in the, in the in the winter time not a lot around them most fish are in the mud and grass and all of a sudden about the middle of march all of a sudden these little perch and stuff start showing up around the rocks you see them then all of a sudden the sheephead are there and right. then a week after the sheephead here's the trout it's funny like right. the sheephead lead the pack you ever notice that where the sheephead uh, come in your yes. system and uh, it's it's funny how the trout are right behind them the big drum and stuff but it's it's they all everybody's got their time when they come in so, uh, well, it used to be so aggravating for, you know, all the guys that uh, fish the jetties, you know, fishing for big trout, you know, free shrimping and that kind of style of fishing along those rocks to catch them a big, big monster trout. They had to weed through all the sheep they had to get to them, you know, they were just all there together. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, and our, you know, now they, they dredged our, our rocks this year, so it's going to be totally different. That's a lot deeper, so. 
I'm thinking the ends of the jetties are really going to be good tarpon fishing this year because last year, every year they silted in where, you know, you can almost, we could almost wait across those rocks across the middle there to, to right. shorten the time, you know. So now this it's getting deeper. I'm thinking the tarpon and stuff would be off the tip because, you know, every year we'd have those schools of 20, 20 pound tarpon, maybe 30 pound tarpon just stay around the rocks. And that was a lot of fun. Mm. And every yeah, year they that's, seem like they're on live tackle, man. What a, what a light fun, tackle. Yeah, fun fishing fun. that is. You know, so it, that's what's so I like about this area. You have so much walking area where you can just drive in and walk in and, and fish the rocks. You don't, you know, having a boat's great here, but there's a lot of places. You know, we're not so so built up with condos and stuff all around the shoreline. Just you can pull your your truck up and get out and wait. It's kind of nice. You know, I have a lot of guys that just fish out of their truck. Pretty impressive. Yeah, during the break, I was trying to speed read through an article Tricia Whitley put up from down at Port Mansfield, Willisie County. There, man, they're wanting uh-huh. to build a port there, man, and develop uh-huh. all that. That quiet little fishing uh-huh. village fixing to turn into. Oh, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? A, a nightmare. But I mean, I mean, if you could see where I grew up and where I fished all my life, and what it was then, and then what it is now it, it'll just it'll blow your mind you know i'm not, i know that you're like me mickey you keep a lot of photographs i have just shoe boxes full of old photos the other yeah. day i was getting them out look at the look at the background not so much the fish but look at the background i look yeah. at marker 37 there's there's nothing there there's right. no boat slips it's just a little bait stand with you know just a few old guys hanging out there you know the i know, you know the it, first time i ever came down there i mean marker 37 it's just a little bait stand you know that was it and now it's like oh my god it's just got everything they're getting ready to to build another story on top of uh marker 37 uh, two really? story they're opening up another restaurant it's my at, goodness uh, marker 37 so it is just really really going nuts there they they put so much money into it and uh, but you know we're getting so many people here mickey but the, our problem is is you know we got one bridge coming to the island and man that thing is just it's bogged up so they're talking about corpus doubling in size in five years i don't know how the bridge can take that you know, can you know barely that's get, what always impressed me about corpus is that you know it stayed the same population for all these years you know yes sir since i was born it hadn't moved a lot then all of a sudden after COVID, they discovered Corpus Christi, and boy, we got a lot of people here. Man, it's amazing. A lot, of, a lot more coming. But uh, we'll adjust to it. Well, there <laughs> goes my retirement home. There <laughs> goes your retirement home, buddy. Y'all, it's all good, man. It's all good. Well, it was coming to Corpus. I don't know where I'm going to go now. Well, you know, Mickey, the good thing is, is we're surrounded by King and Kennedy Ranch. You think about that. You know, once you get away from the marina and get going south, there's nowhere for them to build. I mean, you think of that, you're still going to have miles and miles of shoreline with deer and, and turkey and stuff on them, you know. So we still got lots of uh, lots of areas that you can get away from it. That's what's nice. Well, thank God for that. That's really kind of the last frontier on the Texas coast down yeah. that way. And, and I'm so happy that the part, all the people that really pitched in and helped us get these new trial limits because it's going to help me. I've already seen what's happened to our trout since they dropped it to three. It's, it's amazing what how they came back. And so this year, the mount, the fish are one pound bigger. I swear that, you know, we're topping out seven and a half, eight pounds instead of six and a half, five and a half, six and a half. So every year, so we scaped the freezes this year, you know. So next year, I'm just thinking, man. Yeah. And I know of at least three fish down south in Mansfield over 10 pounds that's been caught. You know, that's really something. You know, so 
they're catching some tens down there, some eights and nines. I, I heard Jay Ray had a big one the other day. Jay had an eight pounder, so I know they're catching some even better fish farther south. Right. So, and, and we'll get that. We just get the right weather and, and right conditions. We'll catch some of those bigger fish. I think a lot of my the reason I'm not catching some of those big top end. There's so many in three and four or five pounders that are beating the fish to the to the strike. Now you sure. picture out there, if you can look out there and you, you know, you see the whole bunch of four and five pounders and there's maybe one or two, they're nine or 10 pounds kind of sitting off up the real shallow waiting on a mullet. What's the odds of you getting in front of that one instead of a four or five pounder, you know? Right. And that's why I like that really, really shallow, shallow fishing where you're just fishing for that one single fish up there, really shallow, trying to push away and just throwing and throwing, trying to find that, that one fish up shallow. Because when you go below new deep, below knee, knee deep, you're covering I've taken a lot of fish out of the game. You know, there's yes. only so many fish that'll get up there and, and hunt in that shallow water. It's it's amazing. The really big ones seem like they like that shallow stuff. They like to get up there and, and chase stuff shallow. So I tell everybody this time of year, stay as shallow as you can stand it. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard because you got your buddies out there, you know, in, in waist deep water just smoking the four or five pounders and you want to go over there and help them. You know, but like the other day I had one guy, Troy, stay up there with a floating corky, I guess it was two weeks ago. And, you know, we caught dozens of four and five, six pounders, but he caught the three biggest fish in two days up there on a floating corky, you know, really, really shot. I didn't get half the bites we had, had, but when I heard it, when I heard slurp up there, I knew it was going to be a big one because, mm -hmm. you know, when, I, when you take a trolling motor and you buzz down the shoreline looking for bait stuff, you'll see those big old logs pull off that beach. You'll see them come off <clears throat> usually one or two, maybe three fish in that pod. Most of the time it's a single, but, uh, and, and that's what makes it fun is getting up there and, and trying to psych. Yeah, that's like a day, a couple of years ago, me and David and Tony and all of us and Mark came down there and fished with you. And you and Mark started beating up them good fish out deep, three to yeah. five, fives. And, yeah. and I'm standing in there in knee deep water chunking, hoping for that big bite. You just got to make yourself do it. Yep. You know, just don't worry yep. about what the other guys are doing out deep. Just keep yep. chunking, man. Raise yeah, I remember that one that got off, that big fish got off. Yeah, I uh, think he had it. And then we waded down about a hundred yards. I waded back to the boat and hooked that. that I know it was the same fish. It had to be in that little coat. Right. I hooked that big fish. You know? Yeah, that's the one I missed off. on a broken back. I said, man, yeah. I bet these fish don't even see broken backs down here anymore. And I put it on an old <laughs> red fin. And uh, about oh, the fourth cast, I hooked that fish. I said, oh, man. I, I mean, you know, it's funny we don't unbutton. use broken backs. Golly, it's nuts, man. It's not that we, that broken back was so good for so many years. Oh, and we remember just that? It. Oh my yeah, goodness. You couldn't even it. find a red fin in any tackle store anywhere. It was crazy. Uh, uh -uh. That's that's in, in every year, your favorite bait gets replaced by something else. It does. You know? <laughs> it's hilarious. I look, I look on my, I have all these lures hanging up all the while. I go, why don't I fish that? I mean, I mean, I hadn't fished it in years. That's a great bait. I just walk right by it and fish the new stuff I've got, you know. Well, all the sometimes it's good to go back fine. old school. Oh, those, mm -hmm. those fish still eat them, you know. Mm -hmm. And just like that that little John, you know, that little John was not in my <laughs> quiver 10 years ago. And now I won't fish without a little John. There's days that that's all they'll eat is that little John. And, Bob, you know, I was talking to Chris Gunther about that. He's He didn't even own a soft plastic for years. You know, these guys do corkies and topwaters and jerk baits. They're just, they have a lot of finesse. They're professional bass fishermen. So they, they know how to work baits. Well, Chris said I was throwing corkies and getting nothing. I put a plastic on. It was like a different day. So now I look at Chris's tackle box. He's got a lot of little Johns in there now. He's got some plastics in there now because 
there's days you know, that's when what's incredible about that bait on those slow days that bait will catch uh-huh. fish when nothing else will it's just that's it's it. mind-boggling that's, that's why you know yeah and i've learned it's the lead head is so important on those baits it i didn't is. realize it until that guy smoked me on that heavier head i'm st- i'm throwing really light to stay up above the grass but they wanted that thump thump on the bottom they wanted that heavier head that day and right. uh and using that wireless, that little weed guard, keeping the grass off was a game changer. You know, I've used it in the rocks where you know, I think Z-Man makes it and it's got a little wire on it and you can flip it up over those rocks and it'll drag over the rocks without hanging, a, you know, hanging the rocks and you can feel the bite. But I've never did really use them in the grass. And uh, man, it was, it, it paid off last week. The old dog learned something, you know. You know, Blaine and I, you know, back in our old bass fishing days, uh, we didn't have these worms and the worm hooks like we do now where you can rig them weedless, you know, the way you thread it on and everything and come up through the worm and keep the tip just barely exposed where you can work it through cover and grass. And back then, Eagle Claw made a uh, worm hook with a weed guard on it. You know, it just clipped over the hook, and then, you know, when the bass ate the worm, he'd just open it up. You know, it would you still hook him. Well, we were down in uh, – we were fishing that IMS circuit, and we were in Port Isabel, and uh, we had gone north back towards Mansfield where we were fishing. We'd getting, we found a bunch of fish in Horsehead Cove. Those are the hardest damn fish to catch I've ever seen in my life. Your topwater lure, just the flight in the air, the shadow that it would put on the water would spook those trout. You could see them just wake up and start scattering everywhere. And they could see us wading. So uh, I went back to the boat, and I got to digging through my boxes, and I found some of those Eagle Claw worm hooks. And I started rigging a, uh, you know, just a regular bass assassin on there, the rat tail, and had it weedless on those worm worm hooks. <laughs> Buddy, that was like, I mean, we opened the gates. We got on our knees where we they, those fish couldn't profile us because that water was so clear and all that grass in there. And you had to throw it up in that grass and work it through there. And they'd feel it. They'd hear it. And as soon as you'd come to a little pothole and stop that bait and let it fall in there, oh, my goodness, they would butcher that bait. And that's, that's how we neat. came back from the dead in that tournament was strictly. We came back from the dead, huh? <laughs> just, from, just from a bass fishing rig. I mean, that was. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah it's funny how you don't think there's any fish there. Then someone finds a magic bait the magic lure and it's just like yeah. what you know and just like the last the two weeks ago was that that little john that chicken i've never thrown that chicken <laughs> that guy caught 50 fish on that chicken i go well i got a bunch of them now and the guys i had yesterday listen to the radio they had chicken they had, the, they had the, yeah the i looked it up after uh we talked and uh i've got some i just didn't call it that you know i just yeah, I've it got said some chicken chicken chartreuse tail on it just chicken right. chicken on change to chicken but you know just chicken i was pretty impressed with that bait i just i don't know if it was that silver belly in that sunlight, Mickey, or I something, but, man, they, they really keyed in on that bait. It's uh, Who knows what I these fish are thinking. It. Yeah, I know. It's just crazy. But, uh, you know, our well, water. My buddies uh, that are coming down there fishing all next week, you got any good tips or advice for them on, on baits they need to be chunking? Man, it's just it's really funny. Everything's been on that kind of a bone color on, on right. you know, corkies and stuff. They love in that bone and that uh, gringo. And, uh, you know, the little John, be sure to take some little Johns because they're really on little well, John. Yeah, the they, I'm sure they've got the watermelon red. Watermelon red, yeah, the watermelon red XL's just been smoking hot. 
uh, we're getting a top water pipe. We got some grass issues, you know, with the top water a little bit. If you can find some areas without the grass, the top water's been smoking. And they're really hitting the baby trout. I love baby trout pattern this time of year. I know. When there's something about, you know, the spots on it. You start right in March, that in a, in a sand deal imitation, because, of course, the fish are gorging protein so they love sand eels so the sand eel limitation then they love to eat baby trout you know we'll catch a we'll catch a fish that's eight inches long on a corky right now trout it's nuts like where did this <laughs> come from you know he's eight inches long he just dumped the fat boy like what do you do that's where uh <laughs> trout remind me of bass man you catch you'll catch a bass or a trout that's almost you know the same size as a lure it's crazy you know that's an attitude for you right there isn't that it? is an attitude I'm i like them. i just I'm you know that's what's so that's those guys from Florida catches all those snook. I said, man, you're down here with all those snook. I mean, you're down here. He said, look, <laughs> trout are more fun than snook. We love big trout. He said, there's something about big trout. It's, you know, and I love catching snook. It's like a train wreck on the top water, but they really, really like the trout. I guess it's something you don't have. They don't have a lot of trout fishing. Right. There, just and we don't have a lot of snook like that. And that's, fishing. therefore we, you know, we love yeah. that too. So. But no, like Brian he Burger, is right, yeah. though. There, there's nothing like catching a big trout on live yeah. tackle. Nothing like it. I, I think about Brian Barrera down there's got the best of both worlds. He's got big trout, big snook. He <laughs> sent me a picture of a corky the other day. He's getting ready to try on snook. So I'm excited about him throwing some fat boys for snook because uh, he's a well, snook I know they work machine. on stripers. I went one time with a guy on Lake Livingston, and uh, <laughs> we're catching them on super spooks and topwaters and all this. And, I reached down to my box and tied on a uh, fat boy, and he goes, I hope you got more of those. I mean, it was, I mean, I caught like seven or eight in a row, big old nasty stripers. Oh, man. They're just blowing it off the top. He's working up high on yeah, shallow just, water. Yeah, you know, keep your rod up, cast as far as you could, and keep the rod up and just working yeah. the daylights out of it, and uh, they were yeah. smoking it. Yeah, that's, that's neat stuff. That You know, I wish I had that. Fat boy Corky when Chicano was around in Mexico. I'd have loved to take that thing down there and give oh, it to Chicano. So it's some, <laughs> you know the rooster fish and stuff would eat that up in the surf. Those big roosters that cruise the surf and snook. Yeah, you know he could put that in his box with those leaping mullet. That's what he called yeah, jumping leaping minnows. minnows. Leaping or minnows, leaping yeah. minnows. Yeah, that was funny. Leaping. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, that's another jumping, thing I did. I got leaping. Oh, man, he was so much fun. I look at all those pictures. Of, I'm so glad I lived and was able to fish with Chicano, you know, just to meet him and to be able to fish with somebody like them and the big, all the big fish we caught. It's really special. You know, and that's, that's what's so great about having, you know, so you got your iPhone, you got all your pictures in your iPhone, but, you know, you pick it up and you get a new phone, you kind of delete them, you don't look at it. But when you have yeah. shoe boxes full of pictures, you can just take those pictures out and kind of stroll through that box and just all these memories come back and all these people yes. come back that you, that you knew. I love that. Well, I wonder where these people are doing now. You know, and you remember those special days. So. Yeah, and you, you I guess can look back, you know, 30, 40 years ago of a picture, yeah. and you'll you'll look at it, and you'll remember that trip distinctively. Oh, you know? I know it. I know it's the background. The background is the best, though. Look at that background of the, uh, yeah. how much our has changed. How it's all changed. I'm with yes, you, man. Sir. All right, Cliff. Well, hey, buddy. You have a good week. Hope you catch them up this next week. And uh, if somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you, bud? All right, Mickey. I'm in area code 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. All right, man. Chunk some of those leaping minnows in a bone cut. I am, buddy. We're definitely going to have a better week this week. All right, All thank right you, buddy. buddy. See you now. All right. That's Captain Cliff Webb down in Corpus Christi. 
Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait or your tournament fish than with the oxygen response system. They have plenty of rigs there at the store on display you can check out, or if you need more info on them, call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107. And uh, while you're there, check out all their wild-caught Guff Shrimp. They've got plenty of them, great availability, great pricing. Whether you're looking for the big U10s, 912s, 1518s, Boyd's has always got them. And uh, crawfish, that's upon availability. You can uh, call and reserve them or check availability. Just call them at 409-945-4001 or go to boydsonestop.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 640 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's, uh, let's run over to Baytown and check in with Captain Blaine Fryermood. He's gone from South Texas to Baytown all in one week. Fryermood, what's up? Hey, I am in the Trinity Bay working rocks with a spinnerbait right this second. Trying to catch uh-huh. me a redfish. Trying to get you a couple yeah. of reds. Aren't you fishing yeah. a tournament or something today? You went from uh, yeah. killing deer and <laughs> killing quail to uh, no pre-fishing and, and tournament Man, fishing. I started my boat. The last time this boat was started was like August the 24th, and, and I came down here to Thompson's and launched it and had a few little glitches here early, but it, everything's working good. And I got out here on some rocks, and I'm throwing spinner baits. I got to catch three trout for the tournament. This this is it's a new tournament circuit called R2W. It's real to woods is the name. Anyway, they started their first tournament, and I decided to donate my money to them just for a little support. <laughs> <laughs> I have not a clue, but I can tell you, I tasted the water. The water's salty out here, so that's good. Well, that's good. But uh, I just started fishing up. Throw some spinner baits. I saw a little school of bull reds, but I couldn't get a bite on them. They're not hitting. I'm gonna throw artificials today, see if I can't come up with something. But need to catch three trout for the regular tournament. Then I gotta catch two reds for the side pot and catch a flounder for the side pot. So let's see what I got. 
I may be over the hill. I may not be able to pull it off. Well, we you never know. Hey, old dogs <laughs> do come around sometimes. <laughs> Yesterday morning at 9 o'clock, I was in Hebronville, Texas, and I drove home and kind of got a little breather, and I found out there's a little tournament going on. I went up to O'Neill's and kind of scoped it out, looked around, said, yeah, this may not be too bad. So here I am. There wasn't anybody you, drinking any cold beer up there last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good stuff. But it's, Mickey, it is dead flat calm in the middle of Trinity Bay out here. I'm, I'm out telling here you. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Calm it's, as it can be. Coming in. Tide's coming in. The water's green. What's wrong? How come I don't have a whole boatload already? I've only made 15 casts. Should have caught well, 15 by now. You will. <laughs> you'll, you'll stumble into them. Now that tide's running hard now, and it, uh, you probably in. catch all your fish in the middle of the day. You watch. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't think I have trouble catching trout, but, that, you know, who knows? I've heard people are catching them. You know, that don't mean I can catch them, but I've heard that people are doing well, it. So. I, I think you Do probably it. can. We got, uh, we're got we winding the ranch down right now. Quail season was over last week and the last weekend of February, and now we got a couple of hog hunts coming up. You remember old Sid Sims? Sid Sims used to fish with us a bunch. You remember he worked for Gowan? Remember that old boy? Yeah, with Gowan, yeah. Yeah. Well, Sid's son started hunting down at the ranch with Sid. Sid started taking his son Nolan down there when Nolan was about 12 years old. And now Nolan has his own group, and they come down every every March and hunt hogs in a varmint hunt. There's about right. 15 of them. And so we're on, we're on like second-generation people down there coming down to the make the varmint hunt, but they got their own little group, about 15 boys, and they've already graduated. Back in the old days, people had flashlights and sat in the blind, tried to shoot a hog. <laughs> now those guys got those. They got those thermals and night vision. Oh, they yeah, got, night vision and thermal these, optics. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> they got well, cameras. They, they put their cameras up out, and then they sit at the camp and drink beer and cook until the, the hogs show up on the cameras, and it, it, it's cell cameras. And all of a sudden, they're notified, or they're looking at these hogs, and they just jump on their – buggies and go out there and go try to whack them it's pretty cool unbelievable things have changed a lot in the last 40 years i can tell you that i wish they'd have been that way years ago i'd feel a lot better than i do now <laughs> oh, I know it. life would have been so much easier where we had to shoot <laughs> from the hip and do everything hardcore man mm. man i went in there and signed up last night i got two tickets it's a two-man team but i said i just do it by myself so i got two tickets you see all that stuff i won I couldn't believe that that photo you sent me, man. That's 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 a lot of nice I got, product. I got my money back just from the raffle tickets. I got yeah. a giant, really weird four hundred dollar ice chest and a really nice lose reel and, and a nice rod too. Man, I'm telling you, I won a bunch of stuff. So Isn't that it's something? cool. Yeah, I don't ever win nothing, so that means I'm not going to win this tournament probably. I don't want. I don't got my money back on winning raffle tickets. Crazy. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's gorgeous out here, Mickey. I know that uh, we got it's still winter, or it's not spring yet, but it sure feels like it out here. The water temperature is sixty-one point six. Right. Not a salty water, green water, and it's uh, looking good out here. I don't see a yeah. boat in sight though, so I know I'm on the wrong end of the bay. There's not anybody out here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I went the wrong direction again, but I'm south, and I guess I should be north. Well, but guess what? I you don't know. know. It's that time of year. I kind of got a 
inkling of where you're at. It's that time of year those fish uh, do show up out there. Oh, yeah. And well, I'm fixing to go uh, hit the big reefs. I'm fixing to hit the big reefs in the, out in the bay here and see if I can't, because it's calm. I'm going to go see if those fish are out there and see if I can't find the saltwater, freshwater line. It's got to be out there somewhere. Well, I ain't seen much one, you know, running up and down our shoreline. It's been pretty uh, brown and ugly. At my house up there by McCollum Park, you know, the spillway, it's chocolate milk mud. So there's well, not it is out in my there. house, too, five miles from you. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Highest wind I'm seeing is a north-northeast wind in Galveston at three to five. Then up your way, it's two, northeast at two. And the, and the tides are coming in. I mean, I know they're coming in because I can feel yeah. You got one. You got one incoming tide today. You had that negative low during the night, like two o'clock or whatever. But uh, yeah. the high in Galveston's eleven fifty-two. So you're going to have incoming moving water all day up there. There we go. That's what I want to hear. There, this uh, tournament's out of O'Neill's up there. You know, by the by the Fred Harmon Bridge up there upstream. Right. It's a live live fish tournament. Everything's got to be alive, or you get penalized pretty heavily. So right. I'm I hope I can keep three trout, two reds, and a flounder alive in my live well. Yeah, I um, know that live well gets kind of small when you throw a couple of reds in there with your <laughs> trout. You know. Yeah. Well, I'll bump some oxys into them. Maybe we can do it. Uh oh. Here comes or the coals come. across the bay now. <laughs> here they come. Everybody's heading out out to the open water. Here they come. Rooster tails. Oh really? Flying. You're seeing boats uh, now. Yeah, two of them coming at me, so maybe I am in the right spot. These are you those, might be. You know, you know those tournament hounds, they got those fast boats that shoot a rooster tail about 100 feet in the air, and they're flying across the bay right now. <laughs> maybe they'll go past me. What about your buddy Brian? Is he fishing in it? No, I don't know. I don't know. I think he had a trip this morning, and Eddie was going to take his grandkids this morning, so we got three of us out here right now, but yeah. everybody's going different directions. I get, I'm, huh. a, I'm trying to do my own thing and stay away from people. Just see if I can't pull it off. I don't think there's going to be a problem catching two reds. I would like to have two eight-pound reds, maybe an eight and a nine. And then now the the trout deal is only 15 to 20 inches. So we're, this is, I guess, the first term of the year where you have you can't catch a fish over 20 inches. So what do you think a 20-inch trout's going to weigh out here? Three pounds or two and a half pounds? Mm, yeah, a good butterball three and a quarter three and a half you get a good fat one well that's going to change all these tournament deals going across the whole state of texas there's no kicker fish there's nobody going to bring in no seven pounder you know if you, i know that's the, uh, biggest, that the biggest fish you can retain is tournament fishing well, well I mean, if they you know, if they do it like uh chad Pedrick does his legends tournament i mean you know live photo and release video it and uh, weigh it, and you can catch any size fish you want and put it back in the water and record it that way. Go. That's, I think that's the future. Yeah, it is. I see it on television for the bass. It's a cool. But Yeah, Major League Fishing started kind of... that, and that's that's the best thing I've seen since sliced yeah. bread, man. Yeah, and you're releasing them right where you caught them, and that's really cool, too, because it doesn't upset the fish. They're getting right well, back Well, you don't take house. them out of their element, and uh, you're just uh, – you know, the fish has got a chance. Man, after you you put one in the live well all day and then be, put it in a bag and beat it all up going to the scales, that fish doesn't have much of a chance, especially trout. They're, they're no. weak. Same way with those bass. All these years, all those bass going in those live wells, I don't care what they say. Later on, you're, those fish are get stressed out, and they're, 
They may not. Oh, uh, Will and I saw it several times up there at Rayburn fishing. You know, the during the week after one of those weekend tournaments and wherever they take those fish out in the boat and then release them, there was a lot of belly up dead bass everywhere. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does everybody have to have the same kind of, of scale or? or yes. Yeah. yeah. All those tournament to... scales are exactly the same. Yes. So and so what they do is they just sell everybody the same scale. So it's, you know, it's all real close. I guess that's right. what it has to be. Yeah, they're all calibrated the same. People. What else you got 300 boats in terms? That's 300 different scales. That's right. Well, they, that's what they do. Yeah. Well, I guess once you measure it and video it and then put the scale on it, you've got a pretty good idea what they're Yeah, they, they don't even measure it or mess with any measurements laying it on a dry check it stick or anything. They just uh, they weigh it video it and send it to the tournament director and it gets recorded and you keep doing that all day and your biggest fish will be recorded to go with your two partners fish and that's your your aggregate weight what happens if the phone doesn't work you're screwed (laughs) (laughs) i've been having some trouble with at&t here lately (laughs) man we've got trouble in south texas it's a conspiracy (laughs) They used to work better than anything. Now Verizon's starting to work better down there. I don't know why. I don't have any idea. But that day that everybody's phones went out, everybody, we, were, we were dead for half a day. We had zero, nothing. So that was, happened across the whole United States, so I think. Yeah, they had, a, they had a pretty good glitch that morning. I'm, You know, I was good. My service was good, but uh, I know a lot of people. Yeah, you got were, Verizon, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. switched to that. You know, I was—I always had T-Mobile forever, but it wouldn't work at my house. It'd work anywhere in the United States, anywhere I went, even down at your ranch. But it would not work in Beach City. And, I remember uh, you know, that. You had better service than I did down at the ranch with that T-Mobile. Yeah, and uh, so that's when I switched to Verizon because I could use it at home. You know, I'd, yeah. Yeah. on T-Mobile, I'd have to go out on my patio and turn my phone upside down and set it on the barbecue pit waiting for a text to go through. That's stupid, man. That's, you know, but they put those towers in out there by our house and that's why it's such good signal strength. So for a long time I used why I had Wi-Fi was a, you know, just a mobile hotspot, you know, from Verizon that I that ran my yeah. laptop and everything else till I, they finally got, you know, Wi-Fi out there and cable. So, yeah. Yeah, we're back in business. We lived in the dark ages out there, but now all this development, they had to upgrade everything. Everybody's phones need to work out here, out here in the boondocks. Well, yeah, and it's not boondocks anymore, man. No, no, no. The future is there's going to be a ship channel eventually come off Five Mile Pass right here to Cedar Bayou. That's that's what we see. Can you imagine that? No, that's where I am. I can. I'm right here at Five Mile Pass. I can't imagine ships coming right through here. Oh, they will be. Yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be a game changer. It's really going to mess Tabs Bay up and, you know, that south end of Trinity down there. How big is that island now? It's giant. I'm looking at it right now. They're Isn't that amazing? Away. I mean, I can yeah. see it from the shoreline at my house with the naked I'm eye. i waste some of my tournament time and go drive around there and look and just see how big it is and take some pictures. It's if they ever put rocks around that island, it'll be good fishing out there in the middle of Trinity Bay. That'll be cool. I think it'd be good like it is now if you can get some clean water around it, you know, because they got all them fingers running off of it where they keep piling that spoil up. You might stumble on something. 
Well, that's where I'm going to go right now. Thanks for the information. I'm going to go out there and waste it. Yeah, go out there and just win the whole tournament (laughs) on a spoil island. I told you I donated my money. I've just donated. I have not a clue. I'm just glad to be fishing, and I love fishing tournaments. You know, it's just all about competition. Well, get them located today, and then uh, you can take me fishing next week. I'll jump on the boat with you. Good deal. I got all my yard work done. Good. Yeah, your yard looks good now. That was, that was uh, a lot of tree trimming going on over there. Whew, man. <laughs> yeah. I I'm couldn't bowling, have done it I'm myself. Bowling. I used to could do all that, but I nah, <laughs> save your money and pay somebody else to do it. Right. Well, let me tell you, Mickey, these conditions, there's birds everywhere. I know the birds are going to be working because shrimp are coming in. I know that the shrimpers are doing well. So I bet you some birds working. They're always That's what I do. Ride around, see if you can find a school of birds. You may get all your trout right then and there. You never know. Well, might be some reds, too. Really Normally, this time of year in March, we get those reds. We bust around our shoreline. If it's calm, all the way down the spillway, there's giant schools of reds out there. Of course, most of them are oversized now. But we used to just, it used to be crazy out here. Sure. It's got to be the same. Especially if I can just find the saltwater, freshwater line. But it's salty right here. I'll head back. All right, man. Down. Well, hey, go find you something. Knock them dead. I'll let you know. I'll Killer. send you some All fishing. right. Somebody wants to call Good you about fishing. coming fishing this spring. Give them a number, man. Call me at 713-703-6656. Let's go catch some. All right, Blaine. See All you, right. Man. Good luck Thank today, you. man. Knock them out. Bit. See you, All buddy. Right, All right. That's Captain Blaine Fryermood in Baytown. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show. We'll, we'll be we'll be back in the morning, bright and early at 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 